0: Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric.
1: And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Ooh, almost halfway through the first month of the <laughs> thing. thing. <laughs> Whatever uh. they call it. That new
0: year thing.
1: We just talked about depressing stuff for half an hour, so now we got to be in podcast mode and be positive for our lovely listeners.
0: Yeah, usually we try to save the good chats and stuff, then I was like, nobody wants to hear about my sad side story, no. my ailing father and stuff. Important thing is everything's cool right now, so it's fine. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Not Not able to watch movies, probably, but I mean, that's what I'm here for, I guess.
1: It's like poor Melissa this year, one of our managers who, you know, every year bad stuff's going to happen, but just to put it into COVID times Mm -hmm. where she had her dad was ill and in the hospital and he's all good and out now. Her mom had a crazy accident. Oh, yeah. Busted her leg real good. And she's all good now. But just she had all these other things to deal with on top of COVID and the building she lives in her and her boyfriend do kind of the what do you call it? The superintendent stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Super Nintendo Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. And just the stories, everything was like, oh, yeah, there was a flood. Oh, there was a problem with the cold. Oh, there was a problem with this. So anytime somebody (laughs) tells me a story of woe during these times, it's like, 50 times the empathy than the normal, because it's just like, uh, isn't life just stressful enough? <laughs> that sounds like an awful job,
0: because I think most
1: people are just like, oh, yeah,
0: free rent. Or I mean, sometimes you get free or rent discount or, maybe or discount or whatever. Rent. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, discount rent. And I'm here already. Right. So I'm just going upstairs to fix a thing in my own building. But no, it's always some horrible. It's like 2 a.m. sink problem or something yeah. like or like a weird garbage unit thing, some gross stuff.
1: I would do it minimally if it was just like, oh, you have to shovel or you have to take in some packages or something like that. Yeah, take a box upstairs for some older woman or something like that. Or an older man. You never know. I mean, (laughs)
0: whoever it is. I don't know your your
1: fake job that you're not doing in this scenario. Gwen got this package in the mail, and everybody knows this gag, but it was three feet tall, this big rectangular box, (laughs) and inside it was this one little Geek statue that we got to complete a collection, and a video game controller. But what made the box so big was a discounted roll of Star Wars wrapping paper. What? That's I got a discounted roll of Star Wars wrapping what? paper. What? Did I inspire you? <laughs> Maybe it was just in the wind. It's like oh Star Wars, but it's just so funny. Like I was like, I think they could have saved money by throwing this in separate boxes, but they just don't care. No, I've
0: gotten some weird ones like that where it's just like absurdly large box for the tiny thing that it is, or. Two things where I'm just like, this couldn't have been one box. Like it ends up, I, I guess it's just because it's coming from two different spots technically, but it just kills me because I'm like, I'm killing the environment somehow. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to, I tried to help and I'm saying minimal boxes and you're sending all this random stuff
1: from everywhere. Come on. I got going a whole bunch of Grogu's. There's this line of Grogu <laughs> toys. I don't know what you call it. They're not action figures. They're just little <laughs> mini statues. They're like 10 bucks a piece. But one box had six in it, I think. And then a second box came with one. I went nuts and bought her a whole bunch of them. Exact same size box. And so I wrapped them as such. So on Christmas morning, she opened one box filled with toys and one with one little bitty toy. Oh God. And it, it's the ongoing thing about, we all know that Amazon is horrible, but especially for small business, you're stuck in this deal with the devil kind of. Because for us, ordering certain day-to-day stuff that we need for cleaning or paper or whatever is way cheaper on Amazon than going to a store. So we're saving money. It's helping our business, but it's buying from evil mastermind Amazon. Yeah. yeah and Emily really hates that. So I try, I mean, at the very
0: least, I usually I'll check eBay because, you know, sometimes, you know, that's okay. Like, it it'd be nice if it's within Canada or something. And like, I don't like using Amazon either, but for a lot of stuff, like if I can get a third party seller at the very least, then I feel like it's something like, you know, they're still getting a kickback, but they're not getting like a hundred percent. I would never buy any of the Amazon branded stuff that I feel like that's too far. I can't do that. I'm (laughs) like, I'd rather just pay an extra dollar and not get one that says Amazon right on it.
1: Just reminding me of my corporate overlords. Well, I try to skirt around the karma wheel of that kind of stuff. I will buy a book at black squirrel books, Mm. or I will get an (laughs) album, which I don't get often. Usually it's for my mom for her birthday or Christmas. I'll get an album from an independent record store And nowadays you can get any of that on Amazon. But just so I'm throwing an extra couple bucks at the little guy, even though I have spent money at the Evil Empire. And Vertigo has some action figures too. Nowadays, yeah. It's a funny world where nothing is purely the store that it says it is because they will have music geek themed toys or t-shirts or lunch boxes or something like that. So it's like you can find stuff. I I laugh that going to the dollar store which i go to frequently is that cliche of the deadbeat dad on christmas eve buying a newspaper and some candy at 711 for their kid <laughs> Nowadays, the dollar store has these name brand toys like Hot Wheels or Funko or whatever. And they have DC Comics and Marvel Comics on the shelves. So you can get really good stuff for nothing. Yeah, that was Hot Wheels and Funko. <laughs> yeah. These
0: seem pretty good. They got the Incredible Hulk or something. Like, <laughs> they're all perfectly
1: crumbed. I do toys. love those because the bigger name dollar stores like Dollarama, they have the real stuff. But you mm-hmm. go to like a dollar store, like an independent dollar store, and that's when you find the off-brand Spider-Man with a Superman logo on his chest or something like that? Oh, man, yeah, I got
0: one. I mean, jeez, I mean, I guess it must have been when I was a kid. But, yeah, I remember having one. It was clearly Spider-Man, and it was, like, 11-inch, you know, or, like, 9-inch. Like, it was pretty tall. I think they had maybe, like, Painted his arms blue or hands blue, something like that. Like just a couple different things. So it wasn't quite Spider Man, even though it clearly was. But the best thing about it was the art on the cardboard itself. It had a crocodile driving a car. What? It was just, and it looked like maybe like a space car. You couldn't quite tell. But like Spider Man was not on that art. And I think he was called Action Man or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, tell me more about the crocodile driving the car because you had me at that art. I don't know what happened to that toy. I never opened it because, you know, it's worth more, I think, if you don't open it. But I should have kept that because, I mean,
1: that stuff is hilarious. Did we... I can't remember if I'm hallucinating this. For cinema, usually we don't talk about cinema, our right. secret cinema. Of course. But did we screen one of those Indian Spider-Man movies? Um, or am I making not that, that up? Not that I
0: saw, but I Maybe I, know I read about discussion. some other cinema it Because I know they were talking about, um, what is that even called? It, yeah, like the Indian version of Star Wars. Turkish Star Wars. Turkish right. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. So I don't know if they, if they showed that. I know that there were discussions about it and whatnot, but like, it's so weird. I know that that got a release, like a semi-reputable release, I guess, because it's like, Footage of Star Wars, basically. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, not all of it, but a lot of it, taking music from every which way. That is such a perfect cinema type thing. I mean, some of those are like two, three hours long, so we're not we're not
1: Yeah. We're not doing that. And none of them have an alligator driving a car. So I mean (laughs) I kinda don't see
0: the point personally.
1: But we screened a movie years back, yeah. I believe called Escape from the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Its whole shtick was that they guerrilla style filmed a movie in the Magic Kingdom, but in this age of cell phone cameras and lapel mics and all that kind of stuff. And its whole trick was if you went to the website, which I don't know if you still went to today, if they're still advertising themselves for Blu-ray sales and streaming and stuff, was they would be like... 75 days in still not sued by disney and i don't know if they were just so small that disney just kind of looked the other way and was like yeah whatever because disney would have been within all of their rights to be like you can't screen that because you trespassed on the magic kingdom land and you've got all of our stuff in the background so they got away with it so maybe turkish star wars is the same where lucasfilm just kind of went Ah, well, whatever. Well, yeah, and even,
0: like, Cruel Jaws was another one where they just cribbed a bunch of Jaws scenes as well. And, oh, and like, yeah. that
1: one... That's on Tubi uh, now, I think.
0: Yeah, it did get a release, but, you know, because, I mean, that one, I think Spielberg's been threatening to sue it since, like, 1980. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if it ever actually did, and it's, like, it's not... I don't know. It's not like you're gonna. Jaws isn't losing money because people are gonna watch this Garbo Z-grade thing. But it is sort of hilarious. And I wonder that too sometimes. Like about just like places or productions where you're like, okay, you definitely didn't get a shooting permit for wherever you are right now. And there's visual proof that they shot there, wherever that is. So it's like, who is that on? (laughs) Like, is that on a city employee to spot that and be like, wait a minute, that's the old quarry. They weren't allowed to shoot that, you know, and then pursue that. Or is it even worth it? Like, how much are you going to get back from a no budget production?
1: Yeah, I think really they would more be going after big productions, you know? Mm. And I think at that point, if you're filming on Bank Street and you've got a couple of giant trucks filled with equipment and a bunch of exterior lights shining up the place, they're going to take notice of that. Yeah,
0: they're going after Mel Gibson, not Lee DeMar, but I think it's basically (laughs) what we're looking at. He's our best and brightest. Come
1: on. He must be like chipping away at his edit for his movie, I
0: would hope. Yeah, because... can't do anything.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be on the Mayfair podcast and talk about the Mayfair, we have no updates. Yeah, yeah, that's... The end. Yeah,
0: spoiler, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's... I'm going to see him tomorrow just because we're hitting the bank to do some Mayfair stuff. But yeah, I'm sure it is the, the silver lining of your business being in lockdown and really being on pause because there's stuff that we are doing. But yeah, I bet you he's catching up on some editing and stuff. For some reason, I think he still has... One day of shooting or something, Uh,
0: yeah. Because well, the the number kept changing, like for better or worse. You seem to be for worse most of the time. It's like I thought we had five days left, and it's like no, it was actually seven. You know, but yeah, like I mean,
1: he must be damn close. Well, what screwed him up too is because right before this lockdown part five that we're in, we went back to full capacity, and whether that's good or bad, that's just what happened. We we did it. We did it. (laughs) So he wanted to shoot a scene. In the context of his movie that was people in a theater watching stuff okay and he asked me about it and he said if we're still in lockdown times do you think it would make sense just to have it be in lockdown time have it be 50 people distanced in masks watching a movie and i was like yeah that gag would totally work so that was gonna happen but then we went back up to full capacity so he was i think spreading the word and people were going to come out and be extras but we'll see what happens when we come back because I have a feeling when we come back, it won't be full capacity.
0: No, and, and like, obviously, at the drop of a hat, you know, he could easily, easily get 20, 30 people to come in here for yeah. that scene if needed. I mean, like, I don't know the how that works, the legality of it, you know, like, because not, we're not really watching a movie. Yeah. But it's, I don't if, know. <laughs> if it's
1: during these times, like, yeah. as we speak, yeah. I don't think we could do it. Yeah. Because it's just like, you can have what is it now five oh, people inside gosh, a place I don't, is it 10 maybe it is it's five. small yeah so that's not really worth it yeah but in the in between times like we actually had a film shoot in here in the between times and it was just everybody doing their due diligence and wearing masks and being socially distanced and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so he could do that even if we come back to some stay away from each other capacity and would even look okay because if he takes a shot of the full cinema and there's 50 people in it that's fine But if you wanted it packed and we were allowed to, then it's kind of like if you got 100 people to come and our capacity is 325, you just kind of space them accordingly and make it look packed. The optical illusion is pretty easy there. Yeah, I mean, even you
0: could even do composite shots and just, you know, yeah. five people at a time and just stitch them all together so it looks like way more. Just in the background, just put piles of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would kind of work. Or just take the scenes from Smash Cut that are filmed in the theater, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, ah, it's, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's fun.
1: But you see that in many an independent film that has somebody watching a movie, it will be night of the living dead i was gonna say that's in so many movies did
0: that and that movie never came out that's killing me that movie got finished but never got released i don't remember the name now but i really wanted to see that movie like i knew i wouldn't be in it or anything like that but just seeing the mayfair is always awesome
1: yeah well even like we've been in a couple of those hallmark tv movies so good yeah, but it is fun. It is fun to see it on the, and the Hallmark TV movie. I have to say they they made us look really good. It yeah. was a, a nice shot of the cinema, and they put up all these Christmas decorations inexplicably yeah. because there was like trees and stuff blocking the screen. And I think there was like candles and stuff too. They as had I fake recall. candles, yeah. that looked so good. At first, my heart stopped. Yeah, and I was like, guys, you can't put candles there. <laughs> but it was these the little fake yeah candles, and man, for a second, I just my life flashed before my eyes of some production assistant knocking over a tray of candles and just, hitting the curtains and hitting the screen
0: even in the movie i was worried because like <laughs> yeah. that's not the kind of thing any joe q viewer would notice but i was like oh my god they got a lot of candles in there yeah <laughs> except there were none so i mean that's pretty impressive i movie guess movie magic and i have the gumball machine from you know oh one yeah of
1: those. that they left
0: behind yeah it's in my like basement every time i look at it i'm like oh yeah that hallmark movie which i didn't i didn't watch the whole movie i just watched the mayfair parts Which it's
1: become guess. kind of a tradition <laughs> because A friend of mine works on some of these movies, and they shoot in Ottawa. I like watching just because it's fun to see her name and see her work. She does costumes for for film. And it's neat to see Ottawa and see the locations and the fun game of being like, that location is nowhere near that location. But we were watching a new one this year, and Gwen really liked the shirt that one of the actresses was wearing. And I told my friend, and she's like, oh, I've used that in like eight movies. I should probably retire it. Next time I'm at the warehouse, I'll grab it for her. And I was like, oh, cool. So Gwen's going to have a piece of Hallmark movie history to wear. Man,
0: that's priceless. You can't really put a number. Like, just like yeah. the gumball machine had gum in it, so yeah. which I'll never eat. But I mean, you can imagine like that screen-used gumballs, <laughs> screen-used even.
1: You should find a picture of it in the movie and get a really <laughs> nice photo printed up. And, like, put a little display like you'd see in a museum. Like, this gumball machine was in this film in 2019. Put it up for the ages. And then we can put it here at some point.
0: Encased in
1: glass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Remember the hit movie? I don't even remember the name of the movie anymore. Like, wow. it's. I mean, take your pick. It was a Christmas movie. So it's like...
1: Was New York in the title? I mean... it was
0: set in New York. Jeez, I didn't realize that. Because they
1: had this great shot of Ottawa City Hall with New York in the background. They just, oh, yeah. they just glued them together. And it looked really good. I was like, oh, wow, the Empire State Building is in downtown Ottawa. And I
0: even remember the plot now. Yeah, it was like a reporter had to do a story on this rich guy who's given out all this stuff. And they're like, why is he giving out stuff? He must be a bad guy. Find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she had to trail him. And then it turns out he's a nice guy. But then he finds out she's... I don't know. She lied about she something. She betrayed him. I don't even know. And then they probably get together at the end. I don't remember. But it was like a benefit for the poor at the Mayfair, but not really the Mayfair. I don't even think they named the theater in that
1: one. But I don't think so, no. <laughs> but it was funny because they had an establishing shot of New York City. Yeah. And then it cut to the Mayfair. And I'm like, hey, we're in New York now. And I think the Rink of Dreams is in it too. That's the, the one with the fake the New, York. New York City behind <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because that
0: one's in the trailer too. So it's even better. But I can't remember Like some sort of weird title. But I'm kind of like combining it with that other, the framed, whatever it was. Something about being framed that was like the murder mystery or whatever
1: that was also filmed at the Mayfair. Oh, yeah. The other one we watched this year was Bruce Campbell playing an old rock and roll guy. Hmm. And he was kind of Simon and Garfunkel-style feuding with his musical partner, and it was a love story between their kids. An what? opposite attracts love story between the daughter and son of two feuding rock and roll stars. But Bruce Campbell's in it, so I had to watch it. Who's the other guy? Oh, it was, it was another in his 60s <laughs> kind of TV star. I don't know him off the top of my head. Yeah. But if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy.
0: It's him. Is that, is, that sounds like a good double bill with the Kelsey Grammer one where he was playing like a Cat Stevens-type musician. Oh, yeah. And Rivers Cuomo did all the music, so.
1: How did they trick Rivers <laughs> Cuomo to do that? Like, like, he must be a
0: huge Fraser fan or something.
1: Like, Weezer's pretty busy, and they put out albums all the time. I almost think sometimes that's, like, the way that Bill Murray's in the animated Garfield movie, because mm-hmm. he has no agent, and every once in a while he just takes a gig, and he's like, okay. Yeah, which reminded me that I watched the Ghostbusters. And oh, yeah. Yeah, and I,
0: which was great. But I found it so funny because like he's not really in it till the last twenty minutes or whatever. I mean, I didn't check the exact timing, but right. I was just sort of like there was enough movie that had passed, and by way of the plot, it seemed like it was wrapping up, and we hadn't seen that you saw Ackroyd, but you know, yeah, none of these are meant to be spoilers. I don't know if they are or not, but anyways, but just I told Emily I was like, just so you know, like they are supposed to be in it. <laughs> they're still gonna show up, and it was almost exactly then that he showed up, and I was like, oh, there we go, and they were great and all, but I just thought it was funny because it's like. He in particular doesn't have to do anything, really.
1: No. And I think it's a sign that he actually liked the movie. Yeah. And that's why we never got a Ghostbusters 3 back in the day, pretty much, is mm-hmm. because he was like, Yeah, I don't really want to do it. Yeah, and Aykroyd, not to
0: you know, no offense, but he's gonna do anything. It doesn't really the yeah, quality Aykroyd loves is, Ghostbusters, so yeah. it's it's
1: like he's all in, yeah. And, and but I as an example of the state of quote unquote Hollywood yeah. is not all bad. Because I genuinely loved Ghostbusters Afterlife Mm -hmm. and Spider-Man No Way Home. There's examples of big, big movies in the last few years that I did not like. So I'm not all in. Like, I'm not completely brainwashed. (laughs) But those two movies, I just thought the scripts were really smart and the characters were really well developed. And especially Ghostbusters, which is in the world, but spent most of the time with different characters. And it felt very real. Yeah. And when our nostalgia showed up in the movie, it felt, I always use the example of poor Starsky and Hutch. When those guys showed up in that movie, the two actors from the TV show, they might as well have had a flashing arrow on them going, huh? Huh? (laughs) Look, it's those guys. Whereas I think in Ghostbusters, the ABCD of the plot felt like it worked when they showed up. Yeah, well, what's
0: interesting about that movie, though, about Sarsky and Hutch, was it actually, the new stuff worked pretty well as a comedy. like Because yes. the chemistry was good, Snoop Dogg was hilarious, the main guys were hilarious. Actually, I was pretty surprised by that movie. I thought it would just be a steaming trash, you know.
1: And then there's just this clunk at the end, <laughs> when the two guys show up, and you're like, oh, guys. Yeah, even
0: Vince Vaughn as the villain was great. It was just, I, I'm pretty sure Vince Vaughn was the villain in that movie, but... And, and like, Stiller, for me, is hit and miss. I mean, he can be very good or he can be just a little much. But yeah. I thought in that movie, he played the kind of the straight man pretty well. That bit where he's like, you know, he's like, do it, do it, you know. And then and, and, uh, Owen Wilson steals his voice and he's like, oh, do it, do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. little things like, like, I was howling. And so, like, it is funny it can work both ways where you're just like, that movie works largely not anything to do with Starsky and Hutch or that universe. It just happens yeah. to work. And then you add those guys and you're like... Okay, like, sure.
1: That's almost the funny thing. Like, a movie like that, was there a script that was just called Untitled (laughs) Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller Police Comedy? Yeah. And then the studio went, oh, hey, we own Starsky and Hutch, and we like doing remakes and reboots. Can you change the names of the characters into that? Like, sometimes it almost feels like that, where a Charlie's Angels type movie or Starsky and Hutch, it could have just been a movie. Like the other guys or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have just been its own thing. Mm -hmm. We are in an age, like we've always been in, of remakes and reboots and sequels. To talk about TV for a second, we just finished watching Lost in Space, which I think was the last episode. It seemed like a last episode of season three. And that's a damn good show. And it's a full on remake reboot. So you can't just paint the whole genre, if you call it a genre of remakes, that they're all bad and brainless. Although,
0: ironically, the original Lost in Space remake was awful. So oh my God.
1: I got to watch that now. You kind of get like the best of both, you know, with that universe. <laughs> yeah. An example of one didn't work. I remember being so excited for that Lost in Space movie. There were so many good actors in it. Yeah. And Matt LeBlanc. And Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was always intrigued by movies where you're in a hit series, like a Seinfeld or a Friends or whatever, and then you have that first project, that first movie you make after, because everybody wants to make it as an actor on their own, not on TV, not as an ensemble. And so, like, I personally have always been intrigued by, like, David Duchovny in Playing God or something like that, you know, or Matt LeBlanc in um, Ed, you know, I think it was called. The monkey movie. Yeah, it was Ed. Ed, yeah. You know, so there's always, and I mean, I think probably the most successful of those was Jennifer Aniston in Office Space or The Good Girl, you
1: know. She's probably... The most successful of that generation of 90s TV. I mean, Courtney Cox does
0: have the Scream franchise, but I mean, she's like a small part of
1: that. And besides for that, I don't think she's really done movies. She's done other shows that were successful. mm -hmm. And same with... Yeah, like Lisa Kudrow was in Analyze This, but she's like
0: such a small part of that.
1: Yeah, and she's had successful TV stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Aniston is a
1: movie star. Right. And you could say that, I mean, it's like anything else, like movie stars don't happen every once in a while. No. So you can't say, oh, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill weren't successful because they didn't become Harrison Ford. No. It's just that's, you know, it, it only happens once every few years. And Will Smith became a movie star. Robin Williams became a movie star. Yeah. But Henry Winkler didn't.
0: Yeah. Fool's Rush In didn't really take off from Matthew Perry to uh well. Yeah. David Schwimmer, mustache David Schwimmer in Apt Pupil. You know, where he's barely in it. He's like the oh, teacher yeah. with the mustache at yeah. the very He's barely even in it. However, he was in this movie, The Pallbearer, and that was like his first, first post-Friends movie. And it's quite good. It's like this little independent thing. It's like, it's not... Great because he's in it, but he's not terrible and distracting. So it's like, I don't know. Like, that's just, that's always been a weird thing. I've never put this into words before, but that's always something I've been intrigued by to see, like, because it's just, most of the time, it's like throwing scripts at you. You can do whatever you want. You've got a name, you know, you're popular on TV, whatever, but it rarely works. Well, like Helen Hunt won the Oscar after Man About You, but like, that does not happen. Play,
1: and it used to be much more few and far in between, if not completely separated TV and film. Yeah. Like, not a line in the sand, but a brick wall between mm-hmm. those two careers. And you could be one or the either, but it was very rare for somebody in the 60s, 70s, even 80s, to be a movie star and a TV star at the same time. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, it just goes back and forth, and you have people starring in TV shows yeah. and film. And it's fine. It goes back and forth. Where I think once my time, managers and agents would be like, no, you're a movie star, kid. You're not yeah. doing TV.
0: Well, Clooney and From Dusk Till Dawn, that movie did not take off immediately. Like, it built its following, and it, it's now a franchise. I mean, they've had multiple seasons of a TV show over that, even. I think it was like Out of Sight was the first time where he was actually in something reputable. And people were like, oh, hey, you know.
1: Well, even now, for an older actor, for a veteran michael keaton who i love who's probably my favorite actor he's in this show called dope sick right now a Mm, miniseries and i'm watching it just because of michael keaton essentially but once upon a time if an actor like michael keaton was like okay you were just in birdman and spotlight two oscar winning (laughs) films back to back and then you did spider-man a giant blockbuster film you're not going to go back to tv but now it's just like, oh, you got this great project for TV directed by Barry Levinson. Yeah, go do it.
0: Yeah. And I think he just won. He won an award for that. Probably a few awards, but I'm pretty sure he just won like best actor. Oh, is that? See, something? I,
1: I didn't pay attention because I usually don't pay attention. But <laughs> yeah. this year, the Golden Globes just happened. Yeah. But they did it old school. Like yeah. they did it. Untelevised, they did it no host they just had like a dinner or something like I guess. On, almost like an online screening or something yeah I so i admit i haven't looked into who won i saw that west side story won something garfield
0: won best actor not the actor andrew garfield but the actual cat
1: <laughs> the cat yeah, yeah it's pretty
0: amazing which is i guess bill murray i don't know I'm wait so did confused. he win it
1: for tick tick he boom he sure did Ah, see, yeah, I, I missed that when we had it and I movie. kicked myself. Yeah, well, now.
0: Yeah, and, uh, gotta watch that still. Uh, West Side Story won Best Actress, which is what I call her because I don't know her name. Right. But apparently she's great And Lee's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I think. Lee loved that one. Yeah, it was just kind of, a, it was almost like I'm all over Twitter and the internet and whatever, but even me last night, like I just saw a few and they were like, Oh, yeah, this person won I'm like, what? What's happening? I, I almost like... thought they got rid of the Golden Globes because the past few years have just been a mess with them. That's... A lot of people are saying that's one of the reasons it's online this year is because right. they don't know if people would even come. Right, also, right. I mean, some people would come,
1: clearly, but Well, like, the Golden Globes have been a joke for private. decades. Yeah, exactly. Because people knew that it was like, how come this movie got a Golden Globe but not even a nomination at Cannes Film Festival or yeah. Oscars or whatever? Because it was purely bribery and you would see stuff where even like good actors but like somebody i remember one where jim carrey got one for like man in the well, moon that's or what something. i was gonna
0: say like it works both ways because yeah. you have that and he wasn't even nominated for the oscar exactly yeah. same with adam sandler for uncut gems like yeah. both those guys won and they didn't even get a nom and so i'm like okay i know we're supposed to hate the golden globes but also sometimes they're kind of right
1: yeah or know. sometimes just their studio has paid the most to get the good yeah. person the well,
0: award. There was a lot of rumors that Lady Gaga's was bought. But I'm like, also, a lot of people hate Lady Gaga, so it's easy to speak conspiracy theory about
1: it. Oh, We're hoping like, that, she's a good actress, I think yeah. most, most of us would agree. I'm hoping that the fates are on our side, that we come back, whether it's in two weeks or four weeks or whatever, that the timing works out, that we get West Side Story and yeah. House of Gucci. and Even if it's for mystery science theater reasons i really want to see house of gucci i've I've heard wildly different reports about it right
0: yeah and i mean i I would believe it i think it'll be a fascinating train wreck if it's a train wreck or maybe it'll just be a good movie i don't know but we love all the people
1: in it crazy old ridley scott keeps on making (sighs) two or three movies a year and he's 80 something yeah and that they range from giant epics to character pieces and sometimes it works because I really liked All the Money in the World. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Really like, good movie. Yeah.
0: Like, I think it was underrated and sort of underseen, possibly because of the spacey stuff. And yeah. maybe people thought it was like a slapdash way to finish the movie off. But I mean, I don't know anyone who's seen the movie who is then like, well, that was shit, you know? Like, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it is yeah. actually like a fascinating movie. And I, I didn't, they did a TV version of the same story with Brendan Fraser at
1: the same time, yeah. right? And <laughs> I
0: don't think I saw the whole thing, but it just was. It's hard to compare that kind of thing, because I think that was at least like a six to ten hour version. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a movie, I mean, that movie was probably two, two and a half hours maybe. But I mean, it's it's a big story. So what are you going to do?
1: That's what I think about Dope Sick, where Milo Keaton's a producer on it. And if the powers that be had been like, yep, we'll do a movie. We don't want to do a TV show. They would have told the same story. But instead of in seven or eight hours, they would have cut out some characters, cut out some development, and made a two, two and a half hour story of that plot. That's interesting nowadays as well, where we're seeing kind of miniseries versus movies or movies allowed to be longer for better or for worse. So yeah, it's an interesting time in storytelling for Hollywood in that sense.
0: I was double checking uh, Keaton to see if he did indeed win that. It gets oh, right. a little confusing. I'm still a little bummed that he didn't get the Oscar for Birdman that one oh, for year. sure. Because like...
1: That seemed obvious. I mean, he does get to say he starred in back-to-back Oscar-winning films. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, like, he's obviously picking his projects really well, but it's also... I was going to say it's sad,
1: but, I mean, he's on top of the world. Like, he's, oh, <laughs> he's definitely not I, upset by any means. I just told Gwen because I know that we're in this... It's so funny that now we're in a multiverse mm-hmm. genre where the world, the non-geek world, understands what a multiverse is. Yeah. Because we had... Spider Man into the multiverse and the current Spider Man live action film Mm -hmm. and the next Flash film is going to be multiverse themed. So it's funny that people are like, oh, I get it. Those are different things. Batman 66 is not Batman 89. So in the new Flash film, it's going to have mil Keaton playing old Batman. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. Yeah.
1: And he's in the suit and everything. And I told Gwen, I was like, I got to avoid the trailer because I want the full emotional breakdown of me bursting into tears when Michael Keaton in that suit walks out onto screen.
0: And I think it's, I th- was it Andy Machete He's doing it? Yep. Like the
1: guy who did It? it and yeah. And
0: something else. Something else good. Oh, possibly True Detective or he might have been involved that with him? that. Yeah. I know he did I- It I for sure. Get, or no, that was Carrie uh, Fukunawa or something. Damn it. I can't keep track of all these great directors. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, yeah, no, that looks really good. And I was also going to say, did you ever see Eternals? I did see Eternals. Yeah, was
1: it good? I liked it. What I really like about Marvel is they're so different. Yeah. So Eternals is this big, epic bunch of characters spanning centuries. Yeah. And then Spider-Man is a fun action romp. you <laughs> I know? I thought you were
0: going to say Spider-Man was in it. No, no, no. It's like, well, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> but no, I really liked it. I thought the actors yeah. were all really good. Everything kind of gets an asterisk beside it because it came out during COVID time. Yeah. So I still think it did well, and then it's going to draw eyes towards Disney And I like—I won't say—but there was a couple plot twists in there that I really was like, "Wow, that's interesting." Okay. And then plus you've got. Angelina Jolie's in it as yeah. a Wonder Woman-esque character. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just didn't know if I cared. Like,
0: it looked fine, but I just didn't... I don't know. It's long, and I don't really know those characters at all. Like, they're like Nobody gods does, or they, yeah. I, I don't really even... The whole thing is a little confusing. But I'm also like, it's rare that there'll be a Marvel project where
1: I'm just like, well, that was a waste of time. Like, I don't actually know if that's happened. <laughs> no, well, that's what I say, too. I'm not even sure, because I hate making lists. But even if I said Eternals is on the lower end of my Marvel list... yeah. It's still better than every Fast and Furious movie I've ever seen combined. <laughs> fast so, five is a lot of fun. I'll cosine fast man, five. Man, there there is a lot of fun in the Fast Five or in the <laughs> Fast Five movies. I've I've already convinced him that
0: Fast Five is tops. But did you see the latest one? I yes. Oh, I forgot not that I did good. because of that. Yeah. And it was only because I had seen them all. Cause I, I just at one point, yeah. I was on a streak of I was working a job where I could watch stuff as well like I was just doing like menial labor stuff at a desk and so you could have your little phone playing whatever and so I was just like all right I'll watch because I don't have to pay attention so I'm watching those movies and yeah they peter off by the end and then just the last two fate of the furious I was like I don't even remember watching
1: this they're so absurd now I don't even know anymore they become this spoof of themselves of just Vin Diesel talking about family over and over again (laughs) and what started as a I'm sure average to smallish budget car movie about people racing cars has evolved into this insane spy franchise, Mm. kind of. But yeah, so Marvel for me, even the ones that some people... Will say, like, oh, this Thor movie or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> this, they're, they're still all good.
0: I, I love Thor 2. I'm going to say it right now. That's uh, the
1: one that nobody likes. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. understand.
0: I'm like, I liked Thor 2 better than Thor 3, which I know no one in the world agrees with. Yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't
1: like Thor 3, but it's just,
0: I really liked two. too. Like, it had the action and the comedy and, you know, the sacrifices and you don't know. And like,
1: I loved part 3. The only thing it missed for me was it had a distinct lack of cat dennings Mm, who i thought was pretty brilliant in those two movies as the comic relief she is great
0: i did watch uh, one thing i can recommend okay and i will say as a side note for bad movie night yesterday doesn't matter what the second movie was but the first movie was captain ron oh wow which i had not seen my friend was like have you seen this and i was like well i was in front of the tv while it played as a kid and i remember one scene only so it's kind of not really and so we watched it and then like it was a lot better than I remember it had legit laughs and it's I don't know if I'm recommending it but just you know it's it was—it's a fun role to see well Martin Short's playing Martin Short pretty much but I mean to see uh, to see Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell in yeah. that type of in like almost like a Matthew McConaughey role or something like. I
1: get Captain Ron
0: mixed up with Overboard because they're both <laughs> Kurt Russell on a boat movies not totally <laughs> different but this one he's a bit less creepy if that's possible you know right. so, so yeah so that had a lot of laughs but I watched a documentary that I, I was kind of hoping we would get but it just didn't make sense and I don't know how big the audience would be but it was a, a documentary on a Tiny Tim like the no musician wow. not the not the character and i've just ever since i've been a kid i've been a fan of tiny tim and like you know tiptoe through the tulips was kind of the thing we had the album growing up which i don't remember listening to but i remember the cover it's just a visually interesting and you're like what is this guy who is this guy what's going on and then in my 20s and whatever i got into his music and i just he was just a fascinating guy i could go on for hours and i won't but he just had this encyclopedic knowledge of music from the 20s 30s 40s and all the names all the writers the people who sang it all that stuff and yeah he was like a weird looking guy sounding guy and whatever but I always respected that like just that head of knowledge because so many people like it's just gone you know you just these people oh yeah it's, it's just you'll never know it and so I just been wanting to see this for a while I finally watched it really good documentary they got everybody it was really it was really cool and so I've been kind of like digging back into his stuff and just these interesting artists over the years that it's just definitely not for everyone but just fascinating to be able to remember all that stuff
1: I can watch any documentary about weird characters like that they're yeah. just really interesting lives to get a a quick look at for 90 minutes or two hours yeah and he died on
0: stage so i mean talk about doing what you
1: love but yeah. still
0: like he just kind of it's a sad ending to a career of a guy who just thought he'd get back to the top and everyone else is just kind of like Ugh, buddy you're not good now <laughs> Yeah, it probably won't happen but anyways yeah, no, that was a great watch and it was only like an hour and 10 minutes so it's perfect for you oh i love the short <laughs> movies it's amazing
1: okay so thanks for listening everybody as we said earlier we don't have any news no but as it stands, it's something like January 25th or something is the day that we are theoretically allowed back. Mm-hmm. Will that stick? We do not know. But you can stay tuned to our website and all the social media or this podcast for updates. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to being back screening movies as soon as we can. And we'll see you again next week on the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.
0: And uh, happy belated 58th birthday to Nicolas Cage.
1: Happy birthday, to Cage. We only missed
0: it by a few days, but we were thinking about you.
1: Isn't this great? Open
0: ocean, uncharted islands. Who knows what's waiting for us out there? The mighty Caribbean, home of romance, adventure, and living legends like Captain Ron. Is here the Harvey Boat? A man of courage and dedication, to whom the sea is more than a job, more than a calling. It's home. Are you kidding? Now, he's about to cast his very special spell on the harveys sucks
1: i have worked very very hard to plan a spontaneous adventure and captain goofy hey boss captain cyclops captain's contagious over there is screwing it up Ah! you know
0: there's gorillas in these woods no gorillas not here no way he said gorilla not gorilla huge difference
1: whoa dad's losing it captain ron captain ron May I have the camera, please? Captain Ron doesn't mean a thing to me. I am not jealous. Ah! Captain Ron is teaching them the laws of the
0: sea. Hey, get your hands off that. You want a beer, you get your own beer.
1: Taking them to places they never dreamed of. Martin, we're in Cuba? Back to the raft! Back to the raft! And he's turning these four sailors
0: into one big, happy family
1: seen such sailors not in all my born days I ain't every one of you is naturals the pirates of the Caribbean what pirates Kurt Russell pirates of the Caribbean Martin Short been to Disney World one too many times have we, Captain Ron Captain Ron